gents, this is the moment you've waited for. shit that had to be the longest nine months of my fucking life welcome back fellas welcome back it is the ultimate fantasy alliance podcast it's your boy mookie i got my buddy john with me as always john what's up man what's up guys yeah man it was even longer this year though right because there was no uh leading up games there was no no uh you know summer training camp we didn't have preseason games so it was even longer than it's ever been for us to get to this point but we're finally here we're finally here it honestly it felt like a lifetime um it really feels i mean i know i moved i moved down to georgia earlier this year and honestly it feels like i've been here for years at this point i don't even see how I don't even see how we've gone without football this long. Uh, Honestly, I don't. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm glad it's finally here. Um, I'm also glad I've finally got a bottle of bourbon I've been looking forward to for a long time. I never could find it in Virginia. This week's podcast is brought to you by Willet Bourbon. It is Kentucky Straight Bourbon, and it is uh, distilled and aged by the Willet Distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky. We have uh, 47% alcohol by volume. That's what I'm drinking on tonight. Pouring a glass right now. John, what do you have? Got some uh, George Dickle. Oh. Sour match, man. Got to watch out for that George Dickle. Tickle that pickle. All right. Well, look, so, John, I got my glass. You got your glass. Are you ready to get this shit over with, man? Let's, Let's get this ball rolling. Hey, man, I just know that we have football tomorrow. Today, whatever fucking day we're putting this damn podcast out. Football it's going to be today. Out. If you're listening to us right now, there's football on tonight, boys. Oh, my God. So this week's format, it's going to be a little different. We didn't have the opportunity to do this last year, mostly because we somewhat poached an idea. Well, it was a lesser idea, honestly. We somewhat poached a lesser idea of another member of the league who's actually no longer with us. His name was Kevin Hawkins. He changed his name at some point to Kevin Patrick. I don't know what that was about. All of a sudden, he's now Kip Patrick. I think his identity has been stolen numerous times. But that is neither here nor there. We stole this idea from some guy who really had a shoddy, shoddy setup, and we turned it into a legitimate thing. So this year, we're starting fresh. We're not starting at week two or week three or wherever we started last year. We're going to do the whole season. And so week one, that means we get to analyze the draft picks. We get to tell you which one of you guys we think are complete and utter morons and which ones we actually think might stand a chance to win this thing this year. So we're going to do that. And then we have an actually a interesting new topic to discuss. It's a topic that I've dabbled in. I know John does almost on a weekly basis. It's daily fantasy sports. We're going to have the DFS corner this year. I think that's going to be really cool. 
Um, hoping to make it a weekly segment. If you all like it, we'll definitely keep doing it. And lastly, this week, as always, we're going to go through the picks. And this year, we're starting at week one. And I think that's going to be a cool opportunity for another bet for me and John, a year-long bet. And this year, it's going to be the whole year. We're not starting middle of the way through. So, John, what do you think about the draft? I know I missed it. I wasn't there. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, tell me about the draft. How did it all go down? And then let's, let's do some draft analysis. So, first off, uh, mad props to Jamie for letting us crash his house for the day and uh, have the draft, the lovely home. The ribs were, were good, but they were subpar to, to my buddy Mookie's. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were good. They just weren't quite the Mookie the Mook meat that we're used to. The Mook meat is hard to replicate. Often yeah, duplicated, is. never replicated. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it was good. It was weird having a big screen Mook on the uh, – a big Mook on the TV while we drafted. Uh, hopefully we don't ever have to see that big of a head on the TV again. The way, if, if I have to do that from now, that's how I'm drafting from now on, whether I'm there or not. I'm just going to go to the other room. <laughs> we got to watch it. I think it helped, honestly. TV. I didn't have to listen to all your bullshit. You know, I could yeah. tune you out a little bit. Yeah, well, we'll see because we're going to go through some draft analysis and I guess we'll figure out how it happened. Nice, nice. To be honest with you, I haven't done anything with it. I haven't looked at the fucking draft. I haven't touched the damn thing since I freaking – drafted last weekend so this should be fun because uh let's see where the hell we go all right well so, so first off i think well i think the the draft analysis is going to go a little something like this we're going to pick who we think had the top three picks we're also going to pick who we think had the worst top three picks and then after that we're going to go to some mid-rounders again best and worst of that and then best and worst of the late rounders and then we're going to say who we think has the best roster and who we think has the worst roster i don't think it's any secret who we all think uh, – well, who we all know has the worst roster. Um, John, let's go look at that. I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm actually having some technical difficulties here getting that. I'm going to go try to find the one you sent me of the draft board. Tell me, what do you think? Who do you – talk through this bad boy. Which one of these retards uh, – I forgot, we're being politically correct. Now, which one of these fucktards do you think had the best rounds one through three picks? Who do you think is going to want – so uh, checking this out here, I'm uh, I can say that I like seeing the the candy van here. I don't like seeing it, but the candy van ended up with the Tyree Kill Patrick Mahomes stack. Somehow, all of us let that slip through our hand fingers. We didn't see it, but I know that I've kind of uh, discussed it with Mook a little bit here, you know. And uh, I don't think any of us would have jumped that high to pick up Matt Patrick Mahomes, except for. Nate, who was trying to get the stack there. So, he's got CMC, Tyreek Hill, and Patrick Mahomes. Top three, I mean, just getting the stack, I think, is a interesting play there. As far as the uh, worst here, I mean, I don't... I'm not really sure about the worst, but... Uh, it was a... It's a tough choice. We're going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the Malone's Militia here with Derrick Henry, Todd Gurley, and Melvin Gordon. Um, mm. yeah, I just don't really like that, uh, those three right there. Derrick Henry, of course, a great running back. He got Todd Gurley, and I don't know how he's going to do in Atlanta. Atlanta had a horrible running game last year, and Melvin Gordon 
moving to Denver and not really sure how he's going to be used. So, uh, I think that's where I'm going on, on the on the worst of the top three. I think I think like you said, I, I think um, Nate definitely has the strongest top three. I don't know that he's going to get the best value for his top three choices. Oh, he definitely he definitely has the strongest of the three. I don't think any of us was jumping on Patrick Mahomes with the first pick of the third round, which would have meant he was the 21st pick. I think that's a little early for Mahomes. I think he could have strengthened this team better by getting another one of those running backs that was in there, maybe another one of the top receivers. Um, I just think it was a little early for Mahomes. I think uh, I think Lamar Jackson's probably going to have the better year this year. Uh, as far as worse goes, I don't think it's any secret. I mean... Kevin Hawkins went with Saquon Barkley in the first, Julio Jones in the in the third, but his second round choice was Leonard Fournette. Yeah. I just don't see how that makes sense. I really don't. Yeah, he must not have been paying attention there. Leonard Fournette in the second. Uh, I just don't think he's just going to go right into that offense and be the number one back, getting all the carries, you know, being getting right. the goal line work. I just don't see that happening. I, I honestly, though, I do. I can. I can say I don't think that was the worst of the picks. I think the worst has got to go to team captain, team eleven. He went with Chris Carson in the second round. I, I, I've had several other drafts. I've seen Chris Carson go in the fourth, the fifth. I've never seen him go on the twentieth pick ever. It's ludicrous. Based on that Chris Carson pick, I'm going to have to go with Terry on that. Or uh, I'm sorry, not Terry. I love you, man. You're for, forever team eleven in my heart. I'm going to have to go with Casey on that. I, th- that top three is brutal. It's not brutal, but, I mean, he's got Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, and Travis Kelsey. That Chris Carson just blows it out of the water. Yeah. All right. So, what did you say? We're moving on to rounds like four. Uh, let's go four through nine. Take a look at everybody's four through nine. See what kind of analysis you can give out there. Um I'll, I'll go ahead and look at myself, and I'll go ahead and count myself as I don't have the best of that. I, I can tell you that right now, mostly because Mike Evans has hurt his hamstring again. I, I don't get it. He's the biggest fucking pussy I've ever seen. So before week one even starts, dumbass has a hamstring injury. So not counting him. Yeah, I'm scrolling through here. Like yeah, I said, looking around. Um, Looking around, it's it's a tough call, honestly. I'm going to go look at the person I think usually winds up drafting better than anybody. I'm going to go look at Brandon Bartz. I'm going to see what he did week in uh, rounds four through nine. Brandon Bartz has Kenny Galladay, Robert Woods, Kareem Hunt, Michael Gallup, and Dak Prescott. I think Dak's going to be great value this year. He's obviously got the Michael Gallup connection there. So if Amari Cooper is not catching all the balls that he normally would and not all the touchdowns, that's going to be great for him. And I actually did hear that Kareem Hunt, uh, yeah, Kareem Hunt just signed a new extension. So you got to think he's getting the ball more than, more than what he was expected to earlier in the preseason or what, what was an abbreviated preseason, non-existent. I think that's a strong four through nine, honestly. So what do you yeah. think? Uh, I kind of I agree with you, except I'm not sure. He, he went with Nick Chubb and Kareem Punt. I understand getting the handcuff. Right. I get that. I just feel like there's going to be a lot of split carries. Yeah, there. I think as the Kareem Hunt money, extension hurts both of them. Yeah, as much money as they gave Kareem Hunt, they're going to be yeah. looking to use him. Right. And that's going to hurt Nick Chubb as yeah, well as Kareem Hunt. 
I think it's going to hurt the production of both of them. Honestly, they're they're both they're going to split it. It's not going to be Nick Chubb gets everything he did last year and Kareem Hunt just sits there and twiddles his fucking thumbs. It's not going to be the case. Um, I think I got to go back to uh, Malone's militia here with the uh, OBJ, the uh, the Cleveland Steamer here at his uh, number four pick, and uh, then you got Cooper Cup, Zach Ertz, uh, Deshaun Watson, Debo Samuel, and Matt Breida in Miami. I just I don't have faith in the Miami game. Odell Beckham, I, I don't have faith in him either. Right. Um, that whole Browns team uh, is much like his sex life. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Cooper Cup had a decent year. Zach Ertz, I mean, him and Goddard, I think they were going to see a lot of two tight end sets in Philly. Um, so while Zach Ertz will probably be the main target, there's going to be a lot of splits there. So, I mean, we might not end up with the same – we might not end up with the same kind of outlook that we had before. Agreed. And, and just to just to touch on a few other ones, I think the candy van, Nate, Nate in his uh, middle rounds, he's got DJ Moore, who's he's going to have Teddy Bridgewater throwing in the ball. I don't, I don't know how successful that'll be. He's got Cam Akers, David Montgomery. I think the David Montgomery pick just puts you right out. Chicago's offense is, is hot trash. Uh, he's got Mostert, who's going to be a starting running back in the league, but it's going to be – it's a Shanahan sure. offense. You, you never know. Uh, and then he's got Marquise Brown, who's probably the most talented receiver on that roster. But the person catching the most balls is going to be Mark Andrews. Uh, and then he's got Deontay Johnson. To me, that's a complete unknown. Who knows what the hell that guy's going to do? It's honestly, I think this is too hard to pick. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to stick with my original. I think I think Barks probably has the strongest. Um, Jamie's giving him a run for his money, though. Tell me what you think about Jamie. He's got Le'Veon Bell, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, Kyler Murray, Ronald Jones, and Brandon Cooks. That's I think that's pretty strong, especially if Le'Veon Bell yeah. can even be yeah, close to what he used to be. If Calvin Ridley poaches as many touchdowns this year as he did last year, and then Metcalf well, picks it up, we'll be doing a lot better. I, th- I, th- that's, that's, I think it's pretty solid, honestly. Yeah, I, think I think Jamie and Bart are neck and neck. I think we're looking at a good year from Calvin Ridley, and Le'Veon Bell should have a bounce back sort of year, especially if they can have, uh, if they can keep quarterback there healthy, old Sam right. Donald. And um, yeah, Kyler Murray, I think he's going to have a great year. I think uh, adding D Hop to that already uh, decent <clears throat> offense, I think it's just going to, it's going to just blow that offense out the water. Now, how they're going to do in the division with San Fran and Seattle. That's where you get into the touchy subject with uh, with the Arizona Cardinals there, it, right? So, so with my with my pick of the best in round four through nine, I'm going to give it a tie with Jamie and Bart's. And my worst, once again, I'm going to have to go with Casey. I don't know what Casey thinks when he picks picks fantasy players. I just don't. He's got Tyler Lockett, Stephon Diggs, Jordan Howard. Is that dude even still in the fucking league? Really? Yeah, he's Sterling Shepard for the Giants. Daniel Jones is hot garbage. He threw like 30 interceptions last year. And then he's got 95-year-old Tom Brady as his number one quarterback. Oh, well, and I excuse mean, he's me. he's got more receivers this year. Right, he does have the receivers, except now Mike Evans is hurt. Yeah. Well, so, it's got to be able to throw it over 20 yards. Exactly. The, so, do you agree with me on that one, Casey, or do you yeah. have another worst? No. Uh, yeah. uh I, I love you to death, Casey. You're hilarious, but you really do provide uh, some really good um, comedy to the fantasy football. It is fun. 
So, John, all right, moving on to the last part. Who do you think had the best late-round picks? This is really just shots in the dark anyway, honestly. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Casey had the worst because he picked Devontae Freeman, and he's not even on the fucking team. Well, you know how he did last year, too. I mean, he who did he pick last year and just kind of left them sitting there all year? Right. I mean, yeah, Jay Ajayi. He had him through, like, week nine. Yeah. That's, just that's held on to Jay Ajayi till the end of the fucking world. I didn't understand yeah. that. So, I do like the Raquel Armstead pick down late uh, by Nate in the 13th round there. Right. Um, that, was, that was a good snag that late um, for a possible number one running back if uh, if he can just stay healthy and get the rock. Very true. Very true. Um, other than that, you know, um, that's about it. Joe Burrow has a chance here. I mean, he's coming into Cincinnati. It'll be interesting to see how he gels. It could have been a uh, steal you know, real late at 133 and end up a, a top 10 quarterback. You know, just browsing through all the all the draft picks, I, I think I can pretty solidly say that I think Brian has the best 10 through uh, 10 through 16. He didn't draft a quarterback till round 10, and he gets Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan is going to throw the ball all over the place this year. I mean, the tight end is good. Julio's Hall of Famer. Calvin Ridley's picked it up. They got a kid out of Virginia who was a slot receiver at UVA, uh, Alameda Zacchaeus. He's just he's magic with the ball in his hands. So he he's going to probably be in the slot for them, I think, a lot this year, especially in the three and four wide receiver sets. They got a lot of weapons. I like Matt Ryan. The shit's a good pick. Uh, anything happens to Zeke, which it often does. He's got Tony Pollard. He's also got Josh Allen as his backup quarterback. And then he's got Mecole Hardman. And you know how much they throw the ball around. And if any one of those wide receivers gets hurt, Miko Hardman is, th- is number two in line, basically. So on any given on any given day, any of those receivers can score three touchdowns. So I think that's a great pick. He's got a really strong uh, bottom of the draft. Yeah, yeah. I guess we'll we'll see how that goes. I agree. That is a strong last uh, last few rounds there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do like my last three rounds. I mean, last uh, six rounds because, I you know, I picked them. Uh, but it's going to take a lot for me to get those guys in there. Like, uh, you know, Chase Evans is a backup. So somebody's going to have to get hurt. Um, John Brown is going to be opposite Stephon Diggs. You don't know who's going to get the most there. I got Jerry Judy just because he's a re- – I like to go with a rookie receiver every now and then, see how they pan out. Boston Scott, also a backup. Um, so, it, it, you know – I know my back half of the draft was basically just shots in the dark at somebody getting hurt or uh, flyers on on a bounce back year or a strong rookie year. I got Austin Hooper in the last round. Thank you very much, John, for that Will Disley pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I, uh, uh, he's actually looks like he's going to play. I mean, the guy finds the end zone. He, he might not get a lot of touches the first, first week here. But uh, I'm not playing to win the first week. If that happens, that's great. But uh, I'll be happy to take that uh, last spot week one. Exactly. So I get top top waiver priority. There you go. See who all comes down with it. John's out here playing chess while we're playing checkers, bitches. This is a – I mean, week one and week two is when you see the most injuries, especially this year. I I think think the injuries are going to be nasty this year. I think it's going to hit everybody. I think you're going to have actual, you know, physical football injuries. You're also going to have – uh, it's unfortunate to say there people are going to miss weeks because of the, the virus. They just are. Oh yeah. Yep. I, mean, I don't think it's going to be, there's no perfect world here. I mean, even dudes in the NBA bubble had to leave the bubble. You know, it's, 
it's not going to be perfect. We're going to have – it's going to be awkward. I think fantasy is going to be strange this year. We might have to have some scenarios that we have to sift through, you know, it's get 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 our arms dirty, you know, get the hands dirty, roll them up and do the dirty work and see how we can get through the season. It's I think it's going to be rougher than we all expect. But that's it for me on the draft analysis. Oh, no, no, no we got to pick the best overall and the, best, and the worst overall. It's no secret to me. Casey, again, I love you, buddy. I don't know what the hell you do when you pick – fantasy football players i really don't i I think i don't know if you get really fucking fucking drunk before you get there but i mean if you do you handle your liquor well you you kind of keep it a secret um who do you think has the worst there john uh shot in the dark here i don't know we're gonna go with um i'm gonna go with the let's go with casey yeah i mean (laughs) Just, that's a, that's he's a safe easy bet. target. Yeah, he's an easy target. We'll just go with Casey there. That's a safe bet. It's a really safe bet. And then, as far as the best, I mean, obviously, I have the best roster. There's nothing you can say to change my mind, okay? Maybe week five, I'll be crying the blues like I was last year. Chances are I will. I don't know what the hell is happening to me. I think I'm cursed with fantasy football now. I, I don't know. Um, actual best, I think, I, regardless of the value, I think Nate has the best team. The top three pick, the top his top three picks is is lights out. Yeah, I think he's got a got a lot of what ifs down there. I mean, we'll see how it all pans out for him. His wide receivers aren't, you know, I'm not terrified of him unless Henry Ruggs actually like shows up to play and, and gets some right, you know, get some touchdowns there. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, oh man, the best one out of this list. I think I'm going to have to go with the, uh, yeah, I keep looking and it's like every time I look, I see something I don't like, but I think I'm going to go with, with the Jordan Knights here, uh, with his Josh Jacobs and Michael Thomas and Calvin Ridley and DK Metcalf and, yeah. uh, you know, Kyler Murray, <clears throat> um, you know, I, I don't really care for his running backs. Uh, too much Other than Josh Jacobs, Jacobs I think his running backs do. His running backs leave a lot to be desired, other than Josh Jacobs. But he's going to be – I think he's going to be a monster. Michael Thomas is obviously going to be the number one receiver unless something goes wrong. Yep. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I think that's where my money lies is with Jamie Joyce. I think that's right a good now. pick. And, and one one thing I'd like to comment on, it, he has an asterisk by his name. Do you know what that's about? Um, I have no clue. What's that? I don't either. I'm not exactly sure what the asterisk I, – I don't know. It's Jort Knight Asterix. I don't know what he's calling yeah, Asterix I, for. Is I, he saying I, that this year's bullshit? Because I think he might be. I don't know. I only, is he going to be that guy I, already? I told you this would happen. Uh, he, he was already looking to looking to sneak that uh, commissioner from you already. You know, no, 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 no. I meant – I, I commented earlier this year on the Facebook page about how some jackass is going to say that this season doesn't count because of the fucking coronavirus. Is he really going to be that jackass that early? Did you hear anything at the draft would indicate that would indicate that? No, we're all, we're all pretty stoked and uh, happy this thing's okay. going to happen okay. and we think we're going to get a full season. All right, I was I was beginning to get a little concerned. I am going to have to text him. I, I need to know. I I I'm inquiring minds when I want to know what the hell's up with that asterisk. It's actually bothering uh, me pretty bad. I know that I know I was fucking with him about his jorts that he was wearing because I thought those went out a long time ago. And, yeah, uh, I don't get that either. He's I've seen him wear the jorts before. It's really strange. He usually yeah. wears them with some boat shoes or something even stranger. So I don't get it. I don't know. He's definitely a millennial. 
He's more millennial than any of the rest of us. Yeah. Hipster millennial doofus. All right. So, I think that's it for the uh, the best and worst of the draft. I think that's some good draft analysis wow. there. The, the, no, the, my you. biggest takeaway from the draft is the rest of you guys in this league, other than myself, are complete morons, and I'm going to kick your ass this year, and that's all there is to it. So, shut the fuck up. All right? Again, I, I will admit I'll probably change that tune about week five. So, um, moving on to an exciting new portion of the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast, Fantasy Alliance Podcast, excuse me. I've already had enough alcohol. Uh, it's going to be the DFS corner this week. And unfortunately for you guys, the DFS does not stand for Dick Fondling Sluts. Uh, it is Daily Fantasy Sports. So, um, John, tell, tell, tell everybody what Daily Fantasy Sports are. I, I think you have a little more experience with it than I do. Ex- ex- give us a quick, tiny little rundown. And then I have a special guest that I would like to introduce after you give us a tiny little quick rundown. Yeah, so you start with the budget. You get to pick your uh, main position players, and you're drafting every week. So for people like Casey, this is perfect. He can he can you know draft his whole team of garbage every week and change it up. He doesn't have to get the same garbage every time out of the dumpster. He can get the new garbage. So I mean that's 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 uh, that's kind of where we're going with the. All right, I, I like it. it. New garbage. I like it. So, ladies and gentlemen. Really, it's just dudes. I got a special guest. He's going to be our daily fantasy sports guru this year. He's going to be in here with us, hopefully every week if we can get him. I had to pay a lot to get him here this week. I mean, royalties out the ass. You wouldn't believe what we had to agree to to get this guy on. (sighs) This guy that we've got this week, you all know him. You all love him. He, he is no longer a full-fledged member of the Ultimate Fantasy Alliance League, but he is a veteran of our league. Ladies and gentlemen, I have with us right now Mr. Robert Penwarden. Rob, what's going on, man? Rob. Rob, are you there? Check. I am. I am. I am here. He's here. I am here. Oh, we had some malfunctions. This can't be like the week we had Terry on. Please don't do that. <laughs> man, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm excited to have you, Rob. I've missed you, buddy. We've reconnected playing the Call of Duty Warzone. We've had a fucking blast doing it. And, much. you know, I, I missed having you with us all these years, man. But it's good to have you back. I'm glad to have you be at least some part of what we're doing now. And yeah, it's I, good to I, be I hope back. you join us every week. Oh, yeah, I'm down. It's, it's good to be back. Awesome. Awesome. So, Rob, tell us what your what your view on the daily fantasy sports is. I know you probably left us because you're a complete and utter gambling degenerate. So, tell us what your view of daily fantasy sports is. What, how do you use it on a daily basis? Do you play more than football? What What do you do? I like NBA a little more, but the season's winding down and it's not much left to play. So, fantasy football is where it's at. Nice, nice. Uh, so, on like on a given week. What what do you think you bet? What do you think you you put in ten bucks, twenty bucks? No, just like ten or twenty bucks here or there. Yeah. Just depends so on the like day and the scratchers, you know? It's like going yeah. going to get some gas and buying a scratch ticket. Yeah, it just depends on the I think you honestly slate. have better luck with this. Yeah, anybody can get lucky every now and again. <laughs> it's a blind squirrel syndrome. <clears throat> so, um, 
tell us about your lineup this week. What do you have this week in your in your because Rob Rob's gonna pick a daily fantasy lineup for us every week. And honestly, guys, I'm not I'm not shitting you when I tell you this. He's, he's pretty damn good at picking these lineups. He makes a decent amount of money at it. Um, you know, he, he's not paying the mortgage off with it or anything. But I mean, he, you know, he, it's got, he's got a pretty good win percentage. So take take Rob's advice, smack a few bucks down on a fantasy ticket on a daily fantasy sports ticket, and uh, maybe win some money. So Rob, tell us about your first week. What do you have? Who do you have? Budget, all that good stuff. So week one is. Every season is usually a really good week to start. Any other week past this, it gets really confusing, wishy-washy as injuries you know, accumulate. But the very first week, you can usually hit a banger and, and make a little money pretty easily. Uh, there's always that one or two sleepers, like uh, Gibson, the running back for Washington. Looks like he might have a really good start to his career. Um, if he can pop off, he has a... Rob, are you there? Yep, sorry. Uh, you were talking yep. about Antonio Gibson. If you said if he yeah. could pop off. Sorry, every time, every time I switch over to the FanDuel to look at my lineup, this thing kicks me out. But um, See, hold on. Time out for one second, Rob. We can edit all of this, okay? Okay, So cool. if, if you want to take a second, like write down your lineup, that's fine. Oh, okay, well, that's all good. I'll just flip back and forth right. real quick. But okay. Yeah, anyway. just take a quick pause, and then you know we can edit out silence Dope. if we absolutely have to. Okay. So Gibson, Washington's running back, the Washington Football Team's running back. Uh, he is dirt cheap for a starting running back at only forty six hundred salary. Like that is incredible. <clears throat> so you can use the money that you save there and put it towards someone like DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, or Michael Thomas. In this case, I have all three. Um, tight end. We all know this kind of muddled more than it used to be in past previous years. Uh, so you can pretty much play any tight end. I recommend Darnold for Arizona. Pass happy, pass happy offense. Kyler Murray is going to go off every week. And this guy's going to catch a lot of balls that people don't expect. So to start off, I definitely run him to save you even more money. And you can stack your juggernaut of wide receivers at Hopkins. Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, and Stephen Diggs, all starting wide receivers, all going to have good weeks. And you definitely want to run that L.A. Chargers defense. They are going to murder Cincinnati. It is not going to be pretty. And stack that with Austin Eckler. He's going to run all over that piss-poor Cincinnati defense. And top it all off with Kyler Murray as your quarterback. Uh, stack that with DeAndre Hopkins. You've got a pretty solid monster there to start off for the first week. I, I would almost guarantee this this lineup cashes in some fa- in some fashion. So, John, t- tell us what you think about that, and then after we do that, Rob, I want to tell I want you to tell us like how how you bet, like what what type of tickets you play. Yeah, so I think Rob's putting a lot of faith in Arizona this week. I think he's he does like Arizona. I just don't think week one is where we're going to see them fully mature into the team that they're going to be the rest of the season. Um, I think uh, I like his play, though, with uh, saving some money on Antonio Gibson. Um, I don't know who Washington plays this week. Again, I haven't really been the Eagles. Right now. Yeah, so i um, not sure how that's going to work. They're probably going to get down quick, and uh, Antonio Gibson will not be a factor. They'll limit his carries, but 
that's just me. That's just uh, my thought process on it. Um, when I play, I play a lot of tournaments. I uh, have been in a couple leagues with Rob where we played, what were they, $5 or $10 games a week, something like that. And it was like a winner take all per week. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably be doing some of that this year too. That actually sounds like a good idea to me. I don't know. Maybe we can put up a put up a put up a post on the Tupa page and see who might be interested in getting in on that. I know that the Tupa League itself, it's tradition. We don't play for money. We play for fun. We play for bragging rights. We like to talk shit. And I like it that way. Honestly, I think if we played for money, it would kind of cheapen it would cheapen it to me a little bit. This is my this is one of the leagues that I love not paying money for. You know, it's fun. Um I would like to get in on that though. Maybe make a league and we can all like you said, pay five bucks a week and winner takes the week. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, we Rob, can you still with us, my man? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, right. I'm back. <laughs> All right. So, hey, tell us, tell us what you play. John said he likes to get into the tournaments. I know the tournaments are cheap entries, lots of entries, like twenty thousand entries a week. Maybe, maybe two dollars is the buy-in on that. Uh, and and even if you finish in the top like five thousand, you can win twenty bucks. Um, what do what do you like to play? It really depends. In general, I do like the little tournaments. They're, they're, you know, they're they're fun. They're cheap. You can, you don't really have to worry about losing five bucks and to take a flyer on somebody that, you know, odds are they're probably not going to do anything. But if they go off, it pays you handsomely. Um, so yeah, tournaments are fun. If I have a lineup that I'm just dead set is going to be an animal, and I just know I have that feeling it's going to hit, I'll do a um, a hundred player. Basically, it's like a mini tournament. And um, it's a $25 entry, and it pays out 625 if you win it. And I've hit those pretty regularly. Nice, nice. I, I, I like the 50-50s, if, if you ask me. I think the 50-50s are, it, it, again, it's a 50-50 shot. You put in five bucks, and if it's 100 people and you finish in the top 50, you win, I think it's $11. So I like the 50-50s. I think you have a good shot at those. Um, especially like you said, if you really like your lineup that week, and plus you get a lot of unexperienced players doing those. So I think that's it for the daily fantasy sports, or if you like to, you know, the Dick Fondle and Sluts uh, segment of the week. Uh, a little disclaimer to that we do not actually have any Dick Fondle and Sluts. I'm very sorry, fellas. Um, so, Rob, you want to hang out with us? You want to pick some, you want to pick some Tupa? Tupa yeah. matchups this week with us because that's our tradition. Yeah. We pick the matchups every week. Oh yeah, I'm down for that. That sounds like. All right, I'd love to get Rob involved too. By the way, um, and picking some, pick, making some picks every week. You know, you, you can you can pick with us if you want to every week. You know, that's your choice. Um, somehow, I, I think we need to incorporate a, a, a funny daily fantasy sports weekly bet for us. Like if Rob beats everybody in daily fantasy sports, we should all be punished in some way. I don't know what it would be, but I think it would be fun. Um, we'll, we'll put up a poll, you know, maybe you guys can give us your feedback on that. I think it'd be hilarious. Nice way to incorporate the D, uh, the Dick Fondling slots into our league. So um, quick announcement um, as far as the picks go. I don't even want to say it, John. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. You got to say it. You got to say it. I don't want to. Say it. Fine. Say God. It. Fine. All right. Look. So, uh, I did a piss poor job of keeping up with the picks last year. I stopped at like week nine, so I had to go back and listen to like the last five episodes of the freaking podcast. Which, 
again, that's why I posted some of those episodes at the end were hilarious. Uh, honestly, the, the the funniest one to me was the episode of Nipplegate, where Hawk was a complete bitch again about his getting his nipples pierced, and just uh, you could tell I was pissed. I was drunk before I even got on the episode. Um, towards the end of the episode, we were both just it was hilarious. But anyway, the way the picks went down. I thought they were a lot closer than what they were because you, you could even hear me talking about how I was going with – I had a lead going into the last few weeks. And, yeah, I did have a lead going into the last few weeks. I'm but sure what happened. In week, in week 10, I went one and four. Yep. And, John, you went five and fucking oh. Yep, and it was, was game over at that point because, honestly, I thought I still had a lead. I didn't pay attention to it. I thought it was a done deal that I was going to win because I had you by like four. But once you did that, it was over. And you also beat me in the last three weeks by two more picks. So hats off to you, my man. I I got nothing to say. You whooped my ass. What I really want you to do is is tell the, tell the boys what kind of bourbon you want, and it's yours, man. You, you deserve it. I'm an idiot. Well, see, I spent all my time not analyzing the picks, and I didn't even realize that I actually won this shit till we were talking. Right, that uh, was my so, strategy. That was yeah, my strategy. Yeah, that was your strategy. So now I got to pick a bourbon on the spot. And I think, right. I think I need to go with something that's from Atlanta that needs to be shipped okay. here. Okay. So something okay. that I can't get in Virginia. And you know okay. what's here. You've seen, right. you've seen the bullshittery that we deal with. Okay. It is rough. It is very rough. Hey, what about one we've already talked about? I found it the other day. The George Dickel Bottled and Bond Single Barrel 100 Proof. The Blue Label George Dickel. I still have not found that bottle. I found one the other day. I believe I was in Marietta at a Total Wine and More. I will go back there, and if I can find it, it's yours. If that's what you want. That sounds like a plan. There you go. I'll find it. I don't know that I can ship it. I'm pretty sure shipping alcohol to Virginia is illegal. Um, oh. I will see you at some point. <laughs> How yeah. about that? Yeah, I'm sure you'll be coming this way at, uh, at some point. That's right. Family. That's right. Or I'll just have Dennis bring it back to you because I think they're probably coming down here. Yeah. But anyway, right. so if I do come back, it's all yours. Blue Label, George Dickel, I suggest you all look it up. It's a, it's a hot bottle right now. If you can find it, pick it up. Um, it, it's it's exciting. I love anything bottled in bond because it's automatically a hundred proof. Plus the George Dickel. Uh, it's a it's not exactly a bourbon. It's more of a Tennessee whiskey. So it's a bottled in bond Tennessee whiskey, which makes it extremely unique. Extremely. <sighs> so there you have it, boys. The bet last year, John won it. I'm going to give him his bottle. He deserves it. I'm not going to be a bitch and whine and cry and send him a print out of a bottle of bourbon you know um, yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna draw one with crayons and mail it to him yeah sounds you know, like something somebody else would do in this league right it, it kind of does you know so um anyway off to the picks this week john do you have the matchups this week pulled up oh i got them right here in front of me and i am uh excited i am excited because it's week one we are getting into it we all don't know what's going to happen. This is kind of like a shot in the dark, no preseason. You know, we've just been going off what analysts say because we're not watching this shit. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get down to it. Let's, uh, let's start at the bottom of my list here. We had the 
Shanahanigans and the Authentic Candy Band. He's authentic this year. He's authentic. authentic. Last year he made... I'm surprised the fantasy gods didn't strike him down with the Baby Zach's Candy Band thing last year. That was fucked up, Nate. You know it was. (laughs) Honest to God, that was fucked up. Yeah, but uh, the authentic came from the horse that won him first pick. That's right. So that's fantastic. You know what? I didn't remember that. There you go. Congrats, Nate. I thought the horse thing was great. I thought it was great, too. Except for when you're trying to give Turd the field, like... I just that, that just wasn't okay with me, but it's okay. We didn't have to do it, so here we go. We're starting with the first uh, first game here, the Shanahanigans and the Authentic Candy Van. So uh, right here, I think I am going to go with the uh, uh, Authentic Candy Van without a kicker. He's going to pick up a kicker. It'll be okay. I really think uh, his team's probably going to have a good week. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes against that Houston defense, CMC who he rode last year all the way to the championship. And uh, Cam Akers, uh, I'm not sure about him. But I do think he's going to have a, a great week this week, and he will top uh, the Shanna Hannigans. I agree with you. I, I think that the authentic Candy Van, uh, honestly, if you look at the style of play of his players, uh, Dak Prescott, they run a timing offense with a very physical offensive line. That's going to be difficult to come out in week one and be high flying. Joe Burrow is a rookie. Joe Mixon is receiving the ball from rookie Joe Burrow. I don't like it. Patrick Mahomes, they run an they run an offense that is predicated by the athleticism of the players. It's not based on timing, it's based on their players being more athletic than the guy in front of them. That is not hard to come out week one and be strong. The same thing goes for McCaffrey. He's just better than the guy across from him. I I, I like Nate based solely on that fact. Rob, what you got? Who who you think going in week one for it's Brandon Barks versus Nate Jordan. Candy Van and the Shannon. Shannon Shannon I'm going to go with you guys in the authentic Candy Van. Um, I think the Mahomes, McCaffrey, and Hill picks were fantastic. I think the rest of his team is hot garbage. <laughs> they did complete trash. So right, I so- think that it's going to be a tight game. But I think the just the power, firepower of those top three have the potential to put him over the top no matter what the rest of his team does. There you yeah, go. So, and that, that Patriots defense against the Dolphins week yeah. one, too. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be that, surprised if a, they put up 15 to 20. That's going to be yeah. one bad. Yeah, New England's so, defense is, is awful. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that is the previous owner of banana-flavored baby yogurt. Yeah. That sounds Picking delicious. the authentic candy van as week one winner. You heard it here first, guys. Banana flavored baby yogurt is picking Nate, just like the rest of us. Smart pick. Uh, next up, we have here Cobra Kai versus the Great Valuables. I don't think we even have to ask Brandon because he's automatically no. going to choose himself. Right. Because so, what are you if you don't pick yourself? I don't know. You should have not picked yourself a couple of times last year, and maybe yeah, right. you buying me that bottle of bourbon. Right, but I'm not an asshole. I'm not picking against myself. Because if you pick <laughs> against yourself, you're essentially saying, I'm a loser. I'm a moron. Asshole. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So, either way, I'm still picking you to win this. I appreciate that. I, like, I appreciate I like, that. I like your team a lot better, and I like all the great valuables here. The uh, nipple gate. Uh, perpetrator so 
Uh, yeah. Looks, looks, looks pretty stacked. Carlos Edwards Hilaire or whatever. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And whatever his name Edwards. is. Carlos Edwards yeah. Clyde Hilaire. Yeah, whatever. whatever. The F1 McLaurin here and Mark yes, Andrews. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, only thing, uh, only weak spots I see is the Mike Evans and the Buccaneers, but I think you could pick that yeah, up. Yeah, I have to swap somebody out. Maybe head over to the waivers, you know, get, get on the waivers quickly. I, I don't know. Week one waivers, yeah. Yeah, that's fun having to pick up somebody on waivers week one. But I agree with you. I think I'm 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 taking this personally, fellas. I want you to know. Hawk did us all a disservice last year. He should have pierced his nipples, and I don't mean taping Pierce Brosnan and Paul Pierce over his man mammary glands. Okay. He should have pierced his nipple, like gone down to the piercing pagoda over at the mall and had some dude named Chad pierce his fucking nipples all right it, it, that's the end of the story yeah i've made it my personal mission to beat his ass this week all right you have my word rob what do you think on that matchup <clears throat> definitely gonna go with the cobra cobra kai clan i just think the whole team top to the bottom is pretty nasty even if evans can't go you still got brown and against new england's defense brown's probably going to eat no matter whether it's digs or not they're both probably going to go off so yeah, Cobra Kai all day on that one. No mercy. No there mercy. is no Sweet mercy delay. is for the week. Next Sweet up both we have legs. Yeah. Next up we got <laughs> the Monday morning quarterbacks and we have Captain Team Eleven. I don't know who told him he could put Captain in front of Team Eleven. I thought we meant we determined last year that it had to you be just Team Eleven. I you know what, John? I didn't notice that. It didn't it didn't trigger my it didn't you know I I get that, and I honestly, you remember, I told you I went back and I listened, listened to a lot of the podcasts over the last few days, and I did say, now that under my administration, Team 11 will be treated more like a complete and utter bitch. So that will be removed. Casey, please don't change it back. You're not going to like the punishment if you did. We're going to fix that. Because wasn't it last year where Terry decided he was going to do something unique with his name? and we, Right, yeah, that didn't happen. Shit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so, Captain's got to go. It's funny. We love you, Captain, but it's got to go. All right. So, uh, coming down to the, to this game here, the Monday morning quarterbacks and Captain Team 11. I, uh, man, I, I'm thinking I'm going with Brian Boswell here with the uh, Josh Allen and the wheels against the Jets. Zeke, Devin Singletary. Mark Ingram, you know, Baltimore is going to eat. And uh, D-Hop, A-Rob, George Kittle, and the Eagles against the Skins, and who cares about the kicker? So I really like like that theme this week. I know it's projected that Casey's going to win that game, but I I just don't see it happening. I agree. I mean, I I agree with you in principle. but, God, it is tempting to say Tom Brady's going to have a massive week. He's Tom Brady, man. He's got weapons now. It is very tempting. Um, I agree. Yeah, I just – I don't know. I, I think Casey is – he's kind of like Terry. He's cursed. Even when his team looks good, they're still going to play like shit. So, get, get – damn it, I don't want to do this. I don't want to start off picking the same people every time. Give me Brian. Well, but even if you look at Casey, the rest of the players on Casey's team, Dalvin Cook coming off the of injury. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. So, I want you to throw it on me next time because I've picked second every time. Throw it on me first next time, okay? I will. I got two more. I got two more after this. uh, All right. So, Rob, who do you have on that one? Uh, Monday morning quarterbacks or Captain Team Eleven? 
I think I honestly think it's just a complete coin flip and it could go either way, but I'm going to go with Monday morning quarterback just for the simple fact. Yep. I yep. agree. That, simple, that is a very simple fact. He's exactly yep. right. All right. <laughs> so next up, we have Jordan Knight Asterisk against Malone's Militia. Who the fuck is Malone's Militia? Oh, it's T-Bone. It's T-Bone. T-Bone Malone, oh, baby. T-Bone Malone. Oh, I got you. All right. So on this game, it's going to move. I got to let you pick this one. All back. right. So I told you at the beginning. I think Jamie has one of the stronger, one of the stronger rosters. I, I got to go with him. I mean, I know that in the early projections, I mean, it, it is close to 50-50 and, you know, T-Bone has the slight edge of like three points. But overall, I really like Jamie's team. I like it almost from top to bottom. Give me the Jortonite asterisk. I'm, I, I swear to you, I'm going to find out what that asterisk means. It's still bugging. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I hate to agree with you on this, but I mean, I just do not like Terry's running backs. Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. I'm just not. Yeah, Todd Gurley. What did he pick Gurley in the second round? I think. Yeah, God, that's a reach, round. too. Yeah. That's pretty damn close to the worst pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, Fournette is horrible. Carson was terrible. That's your top three worst picks right there. Chris Carson, yeah. Fournette, and then T-Bone picking Todd Gurley yeah. in the second round. Ugh. Yeah, and then it was Melvin Gordon in the third. And I, I understand why they're in his lineup. You got to you draft them high. You got to play them. But Melvin Gordon uh, against Tennessee, this, I, I just – I can't go – I can't disagree with you on this one. Hopefully – Can I tell you how much I disbelieve in Melvin Gordon this year? I agree with you. I don't believe in him either. I mean, they still have Philip Lindsay there. I'd Melvin like Gordon to – until you said Philip Lindsay, I didn't even know what team he was on. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. I mean, call me an idiot. Call me whatever you want. I do not believe in Melvin Gordon. I didn't give a damn where he went. Yeah. I mean, Philip Lindsay's been a thousand yard rusher for the past two, you know, two years or however many right. years he's been in the league. Yeah. And he catches passes too. I think Melvin Gordon's, you know, probably more electric than Philip Lindsay. But I just don't think he's going to fit in. I don't see it working out too well there. Yeah, no. I wouldn't have drafted Melvin Gordon if he was around in the fifth, if he was still there in the fifth round. So Yeah, I I purposely avoided Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. Those were not. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to see Todd Gurley go off, especially because I'm I'm in Atlanta. You know, I I live 40 minutes from Atlanta. Todd Gurley played for Georgia. I, I think that would be crazy to see him go off basically in his hometown. He's from Georgia. He played at Georgia. I think that'd be crazy. But... I just don't see it happening. It's not happening. Not yeah. happening. No. Rob, are you with us? Do you do you have a pick on that one? I'll take Jordan Knight as well. Everybody's going for the Jordan Knights. <laughs> yep, going with yeah, Jordan this, Knight. uh, may, maybe this one, maybe this one will uh, will be the difference maker in a, in this week, man. And just to clear that up, Rob, you 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 did pick Brian last time. You picked the Monday morning quarterbacks, correct? Correct. Okay. All right. So we're all in agreement across the board. I, you know, I, I, I hate to see us all pick the same thing across the board week one, but sometimes the picks are just obvious, fellas. I, I, I hate to be the melodramatic, you know, here, but John, what's the next one, man? Next one we got here is superheroes in training against turret overload. It's the OBJ Bowl. Oh, who's gonna take a shit on him this week? <laughs> 
There you go, Mook. You got it. You got to pick this. All one. right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go look at the full box score of this one. I'm gonna look at the whole thing. Um, it's loading up. Apparently, the one gig internet they gave us down here in Georgia is not as fast as they claim. All right, I got it. I like. I'm gonna tell you straight straight across the board. I like Lamar Jackson better than Aaron Rodgers this week. Aaron Rodgers is playing a tough defense. He's playing Minnesota. Uh, Kenyon Drake against San Francisco. That is not ideal. Alvin Kamara is playing against Tampa Bay, so I'm going to give that check over to Turd. Marlon Mack, I've never been a big fan of Marlon Mack. He's had a few games. Yeah, he's not been a superstar. Turd is Austin Eckler. I'm giving Turd the check in that one. Miles Sanders, I'm going to give Miles Sanders the check there over uh, Devontae Adams in the flex because I'm always going to value a running back more than a receiver. Uh, you got Amari Cooper. I hate the Cowboys. Screw him. A.J. Brown is playing Denver. That's still a tough matchup, even though Von Miller just blew his ankle out. Um, God, this is a close matchup. My gut tells me... My gut tells me to go with Turd. But, if you remember, I have a long-standing hatred of Turd's fantasy abilities. I like Turd. He's a good guy. But Mookie, the fantasy player, hates Kevin Daniel, the fantasy player. I can't stand it. So, fuck you, turd. I'm picking Joe. Well, damn. I was going to pick myself. I was hoping you were picking turd, and then we'd actually not be not be picking each other here. Um, That's what you call strategery, sir. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm fucking picking myself, too. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not an asshole here. No, sir. I, mean, I agree with you. But Kenyon Drake did go off for four touchdowns against San Francisco last year. Right, he uh, did. He, everybody has their – that's the blind squirrel theory again there. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I had him last year when he went off for those four touchdowns. So, I'm going to I'm gonna keep riding that hot hand into into this year. I like it. Yeah, we got Lamar Jackson. We got like the Bears it. against Detroit. I mean, um, yeah. I am mildly good. concerned with your tight end, though. Will Disley against Atlanta. I don't know about that. Yeah, I have I have been on the fence, but Will Disley, I mean, if you think about how many touchdowns he has scored in his short career where he has had two season-ending injuries, major injuries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the past two seasons, uh, yeah, he might not be on the field much, but I expect we'll see him around. <laughs> when the he's time. there, though, he's like Jordan Reed. When Jordan Reed is playing football, he is the best tight end in the league, and I don't think there's a debate. He's insane. But goddamn, if you don't get hurt every week, I don't think Will Disley's the best tight end. He just seems to come down with it every right. single week. Yeah, you're you're right. You're right. He really does. But you know, and I think we, I think I harped on this all year last year. He is playing Atlanta. Atlanta's defense was terrible last year. Terrible. Yeah. But they have a ridiculously athletic linebacking core. Ridiculous. Their middle linebacker is one of the fastest players on the football field. I can't remember. It's Dion something is his name. He's he's unbelievable. He's unbelievably fast. So if he's covering Will Disley, I don't like your chances. I think he'll box him out. Put some of that uh, NBA center status on him. <laughs> right, right. There you go. Rob, what do you think about that last matchup, man? Rob, are you there, man? Yep, yep, yep. yep All right. Yep. What do you think about that last matchup, Rob? Who you got? John turn or turn? Turn oh, somebody's going against the grain, and it's Rob. John's kicking the coup. The Y coup. <laughs> Young Ho. Young, Young Beef. 
Shout out 2019. Young Beef. <sighs> oh, man. Young Beef, it seems like five years ago, honestly. It seems yeah. like we've been doing this podcast tonight for five years, too. Dudes, that's yeah. it. That, that's it for the picks. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty much done here, John. What about you, buddy? Yeah, I'm done, too. I uh, just am happy that football is back. God, me too. Play some freaking football. Uh, my too, Sunday man. will be spent sitting on the couch and drinking beer, probably grilling some things, smoking something. And, Hell uh, yes. And, uh, yeah, let's all get ready for the season. You're damn right. Rob, you got anything you want to say to these dudes before we get out of here tonight? Eat penis. That's right. I hope you all follow Rob's advice. I hope you all follow Rob's advice. And then every one of you can be the Dick Fondling sluts this year. <laughs> Eat penis. Eat it. Eat penis. Eat all right, it. fellas. Look, I love it. We're back. I can't believe it's time. Football Eat is penis. on. If you're, li- if you're listening to this Eat right it. now, chances are football is going to be played within eight to three hours. I, it's unbelievable. It's, it's the start of something amazing. 2020 is going to be weird, but hopefully football redeems it all. Rob still wants you to eat things. Yep. All right, man. I'm out of here, John. It's been a pleasure. Rob, I'm glad to have you back in any capacity we can get you. Love you, buddy. Absolutely. You guys, too. All right. Peace out, fellas.